Pentecostal people and some Pentecostals. And Praise God. Now is the time. You know, uh, the media will start talking about uh, uh, the flu. Now is the time to get your flu shot before it comes. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and they, they always do that before. Get, get it ahead of time. Now is the time, if you haven't been praying, now is the time you need to come, come and pray with other believers. Not to mention your prayer time at home. We need to uh, be in prayer before the storm comes. Speaking of storm, how many, how many of you got rain last night? Okay, where are the farmers? Farmers, farm, did you get rain? How much? 20. Where's one of our farmers over here? Mark. Didn't check the gauge. They, they said that the, the rain, the, the, the storm would stop about 6.30, 6.45. I can't believe you weren't standing there at the gauge looking. Rod, how much? 55, good. Over a half inch. Browns, Browns. Where are the Browns? What'd you get? 20. How much? Inch. Wow. <laughs> He's got two gauges in his place. <laughs> Inch and a half. There's more coming. More coming. Let's see. You're you're. Let's see, you're growing um, alfalfa, not alfalfa. Yeah, alfalfa too. But you're so, uh, soybean. Well, that too. But the, let's see, what, what is the other thing? Milo, Milo. So how's the Milo doing? So this will help it. I'm believing for five inches. Slow, soaking, rain. Amen. Open your Bibles with me today to Matthew chapter 15. We've been doing a study on the basic basics of faith. Uh, you know, if, if you can't get the basics down, then it's not going to work for you. The fundamentals, the, the basics, should be easy. Amen? Yes. You know, the Lord didn't make it hard for us. I mean, if Peter can get it, come on. So today we're going to look at, at uh, faith is persistent. Persistent. And I think sometimes... Uh, some Christians have 
the wrong concept, I don't think. I know. Because I, I've had to look at myself and, and make some changes. But sometimes people think, uh, you know, all they have to do, do or say something just one time and then go on to something else. How many of you have ever gone to a doctor? Don't show me your hands, I know. But, uh, you know, the doctor, I've heard him say this more than once. He's going to give me a prescription, and he wants me to take this until the bottle is empty. I want you to take all of it over the next two weeks or whatever, and I want all of this taken, not just a couple of days. And, and, and then once in a while you'll hear this, and, and if, 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 you're not, if it's not cleared up by the end of the, this prescription, I'll get you another refill, and I want you to take that. What is he saying? Be persistent. Stick with it. I was laying in bed this morning at four, and I was thinking going over my notes, and I was thinking, you know, uh, Jerry Seville, if you've ever listened to him, he'll tell you about things that he has believed God for. You know, some of them take a day or two or, you know, maybe a week or month or something. And then, and you know, and he'll go on and on, and he says some things have, they haven't happened yet, or, or they did happen after 20 years. And there's still some things he's believing for that he's still. Now, I know I lost somebody right then. You know, uh, when we were dating, I took Lydia out into the country. You know, and it was, it was kind of a desolate it was really pretty, pretty, you know, as we went down through there, real pretty. But uh, there wasn't traffic. That's what I'm getting at. And so, you know, she didn't understand some of the things I was telling. I should have told her, now this is a break, and this is what the break does, and this is the clutch, and this is what that does. And so I was using some words that she didn't understand. So anyway, we're driving down this country road, and uh, what was it? This was the second or third time you'd, you'd gotten behind the wheel? First time. So we're, we're moving along. We're not, <coughs> you know, with the clutch. We're moving, actually. And so we come around the corner, and hello, this guy, this shepherd, has a, his flock of sheep dead in the center, and we're coming. And when I saw that, I thought, I'm going to be paying for sheep forever. <laughs> so I grabbed the steering wheel, turned it real quick, and pulled on the emergency brake. <laughs> you know, and the shepherd's looking at me like, what are you doing, you know? But, you know, she didn't quit. We kept trying and we kept going. And today she runs all over the place. Correctly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
she, she goes down and sees, sees the, the baby down in Tulsa. Not our daughter, the baby. And uh, so, you know, she stayed with it, and she's got, she's got it whipped. You know, she drives all the time. We don't give up. We stay with it. We keep applying the principles. We keep working it. Yeah. You know, if I came in here with a, with a wrench, that wrench is for a purpose. It, you work the wrench, and, the, and it produces. It produces a result. You understand? Faith is a tool that God has given to us to use. You know, um, Matthew 15, starting in verse 21. I'm going to give you some, some examples this morning of this. <clears throat> then Jesus went, went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came, <clears throat> came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have now, when they say cried out, she was loud. I mean, she was crying out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a boost right there. She addressed him by that title. That's, that's, the, that's the, basically the title of the Messiah. My daughter, now get the picture here. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. She didn't just say he's, she's demon-possessed. Apparently, this is, this is a, a real mess. Can you imagine a, a mother seeing, seeing these things happen? Why do you suppose this woman left her region <clears throat> and came to Israel? Hmm? Tyre and Sidon was, was considered unclean. It was outside of the boundaries of Israel. You know, Israel is not that big. When we went, we, we could go from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv on the coast in 45 minutes. The width of the nation is about a 45-minute trip by car or bus, whatever. This, this woman went outside of the boundaries of Israel, and for a, for a Syrophoenician woman to come into Israel, she was not well-received. She was unclean. She was a Gentile. So again, let me ask, why do you suppose this woman left her region and get this, and came to find Jesus? They didn't have billboards. They didn't have telephones. She had no way of knowing where he was, and she came looking for him. 
Wow. And when she found him, she said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. She probably heard about Jesus. You know, word of mouth travels. You say, well, so what? Well, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why she came. She, and she came and cried after him. She believed something. Now, this is, this is a person outside of the covenant of Israel. And she's believing something. She grabbed a hold of something that she heard. She believed that if she could get, get to him, get to Jesus, her daughter could get some help. I mean, she's really grasping for stuff. You know, she's just grabbing for anything to get help for this child. And undoubtedly, undoubtedly she believed that or she never would have left, left that region to come and find him. She believed something. Matthew, let's start in ver going down to verse 23. But he answered her, she cried out, have mercy on me. But, but he answered her not a word. He gave her cold shoulder. And he keeps right on walking. You got the picture? The disciples are probably around him. You know, they're talking as they walk, and they want to be able to hear him. So they're kind of surrounding him. And this woman, she cries out, but he didn't say a word. And his disciples came to him and urged him, saying, notice what they say, send her away, for she cries out after us. This was an embarrassing thing. They took it personal. But they weren't, she wasn't crying out for them. She was wanting the head guy. I want Jesus. Master, have mercy. Apparently, they're walking somewhere where there's other people besides the disciples and Jesus and this, this foreigner. And she's making a racket. And they're embarrassed. Lord, do something. Shut her up. Verse 24. He answered, her, answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's talking about the people. This is why I've come. Not for you. Not for the foreigners. He told the disciples when he sent them out, don't go outside of Israel. Ministers to the Jews. <clears throat> so he tells her this, I wasn't sent except to the, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him. She is pressing in, saying, Lord, help me. Now look at this woman. Then she came. After the, a statement like this that he's made, I wasn't sent to you. I'm sent to the house of Israel. Then she comes and, well, I mean, she, she gets in close and she's worshiping him, him saying, notice, she kept coming. She kept following. 
she acted on what she believed. She believed that if she could get, get some help for her daughter, she was, going to, she, was going to, she was going to do it. She didn't stay in Canaan, Cana and believe this because if she had, she never would have helped, have received any help. What she was believing is right. If I can get to Jesus, I can get, get this baby some help. But if I, you know, if some people's thinking, well, I'll, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to stay right here and I'm going to believe. Well, that's not going to do any good. You're going to have to act. You know, even, even when the Lord said to her what he said, she came. She kept coming. Now, you know, how discouraging what he had said to her. Now, listen. Even though he did not say it to discourage her, but to find out, do you really have faith? He already knew what he was going to do. But this statement was designed to locate her and for her own belief, her own benefit, I should say. How much do you really want this, honey? You know, uh, when we got ready to leave Israel, uh, our, our driver and the uh, bus driver and the tour guide had just been really good to us. You know, if we, we got together and we wanted, wanted to go here and, and it wasn't on the, on the itinerary, if they could get us there, they would take us. The bus driver would you know, take us. And so, you know, my wife, when, when we got ready to leave, she walked up to the bus driver and she said, can I give you a hug? And he said, no. There's not supposed to be interaction with another woman. And here's this woman. She's in Jesus' face. She's pressing the issue. She's really pressing the bounds of, of customs. And when, even when Jesus said what he said to her, uh, that, that statement was designed for her benefit. And she didn't, you know, even though what, she, he, what he had said, she didn't let that slow her down. Look at verse, verse uh, 25. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it's not good. Let me see here. 15.25. Okay, 20. Yeah, 20. She came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered her, not, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she, and she, she said, Lord, yes, Lord, 
Yet even the little dogs eat the bread, eat the crumbs. Picture what she's saying. Eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her and said, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Look, now, I'm going to read this to you from the King James. Uh, verse 25. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. We had a lady uh, years and years ago, I think when we first moved into this building, she had been with us over on the, on the bypass, and uh, she spoke right up. I was talking along this line on, on faith, and this woman, she spoke up. She said, you know, whenever I have, I have read that, I have always resented Jesus for what he said to her. I said, what? She said, yeah, I've always had an attitude towards Jesus whenever he was, whenever that, that woman said, he said that to that woman. What he said to her, if you listen to the news, the Jews call the Gentiles, mostly the Arabs and the, all the folks around Israel, they, he, they call them dogs. And they call the Jews dogs. They're outside the, children, the, the, the Jews call these people that because they are outside of the covenant. They're not a part of Israel. And, you know, vice versa. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, a, an insult to this woman. He was just saying, you're not a part of the covenant. You don't deserve this. This is not a covenant promise to you. And then, then notice what she says here. In verse 25, 25-6. But, but he answered her, uh, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. You know, they, some of you have dogs in, in the house and uh, you, you've, you've seen children eat they have a good time when they eat. And it doesn't always stay in their bowl, plate, or tray. So, you know, you kind of want a hardwood floor or something easy to clean, not the carpet. And uh, the children, if you've ever had a baguette, if it's, uh, you know, when you, when you break it, there are parts of the crust that will fall off. And so, you know, by the time it hits the floor, the dogs, they've got it. And Jesus is saying here, it's not good to take the children, take bread away from the children and give it to the dogs. It's, no, that's not right. But notice, notice this woman. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs. They don't get the whole loaf. They don't get big chunks. They get crumbs. 
which fall from their master's table. She's basically saying, Lord, I don't need a, I don't need a whole sandwich. I don't need a whole loaf. I just want a little crumb for my daughter. The power in that crumb will be sufficient to bring deliverance to her. That's all I need, Lord. Please, just a little crumb. Instead of giving it to dogs, give it to me. Think about this. She didn't want a baguette sandwich. Just a Jesus answered, answered her and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. She had more faith than a lot of the Jews. And her daughter was healed. Notice, Jesus called it faith. Did you notice that? And then he said, great. Great. She didn't ask him to come and come to her house and heal her daughter. She just said, just a little crumb. It's like the, the uh, centurion that said, just speak the word and, and it's done. You know, she left her region and came. What was her, what was her faith? What, what was he talking about? Great is your faith. Well, she came. That is an action. She found him. She hunted him down. And then she came and approached him. And even after he said to her, it's not, it's not right. I'm, I'm sent to the, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She didn't stop. She did not give up. When things look like, you know, hard, Jews can be hard-headed. They can be stubborn. You know, and, and people know that. But even still, she didn't stop. She left and Peter thought, thank God I'm not married to that woman. <laughs> she stayed right there and got what she wanted because she was persistent. She believed it. She knew that, that she knew, I mean, you know she believed because she stayed with it. You know, that's where, that's where, I want you to get this. That's where a lot of people miss it. They'll, they'll stand in faith if it's easy for five minutes. And if they get the least bit of opposition, they're ready to go on to something new. If you were ready to, ready to quit that quickly, then you did not do your homework. You didn't get, get what you want into your believer. You didn't get a good, get a good grip on it in your heart. need to master the old things first. Now, everything this woman did was an action. She acted on what she believed. 
You know, if, if you don't act, you're never going to get. Simple statement, but it's true. Go with me to Matthew 17. Verse 14. And when they had come, come, uh, now the, the, uh, Jesus went up on the mountain and he took Peter, James, and John with him and they see Moses and Elijah. And, you know, the famous words of Peter, he said, Lord, we want us to build three tabernacles here for you and we'll stay. And so they, they come down the mountain now. And when they had come to the multitude, they, they left the other disciples down at the, the base of the hill or mountain. <clears throat> and... Uh, there was, a, there was a multitude of people around the rest of the disciples. And Jesus and the, and the boys come down. And it says, and when they, they came, or when they had come to, a, to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. Sound familiar? Have mercy on my son, for he is... He's an, epilept he's an epileptic and suffers severely for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Now let's back up here. Lord, have mercy on my son for he is, he's an epileptic. Epileptic. And uh, you go to, to uh, the King James, you go to some of the other. This is found in three different books of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And uh, I was looking, looking at it, and in, in another place, he said he's, he's demon, he has a demon. You know, today we have become, uh, in our... Western culture, we have become sophisticated. We want to put fancy names on them so we can be charged more money. That's a joke. That's a joke, okay? But anyway, we want to put a, a fancy tag on this situation. Instead of Jesus just went to the, went to the heart of the matter and dealt with a demon. There, people are saying, this, this is an epileptic child. Lord, have mercy on him, for, for, uh, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire. In the, in a, in the other Gospels, it says that the, that spirit would throw him into the fire or into the water. This child, you cannot leave him alone for a second. You know, mom's cooking supper or lunch or whatever, and the, the, she's got the fire going. If the child is around, you better keep a close eye on him. Can you imagine what this child looked like? He must have been scarred from the, from the burns and so forth. This morning when I was, I was laying in bed, I, 
I read that, it said epileptic. And I thought, I want to see what an what a, a epileptic seizure looks like. And I looked at a couple of different, one was a grand mall, and, you know, I, I, I looked at a couple different ones, and I thought, okay, I got it, I got it. Now, he says, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Okay? Now, we have a problem in our staff. We better deal with this, get this fixed, because these are guys that are important. So I brought him. Now, the question is, is that an action? He must have brought his son because he believed that the disciples could do something for his son. Otherwise, he wouldn't have brought him. This is an action on his part. Verse 16, so I brought him and your disciples, uh, but, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. Now get the picture. Bring him to me. Now we've already brought him to the disciples. They couldn't do anything. So he says, bring him to here to me. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, you know, all right, come on down. He, they, he said, bring him here to me. Uh, and Jesus rebuked. Look with me. Uh, hold your place here. Matthew 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. Jesus, here in, in Matthew, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Now that's... Kind of, the, kind of the sterile version. Look at verse 20. And they brought him unto him. They brought the child unto Jesus. And when he saw him, when, what, 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 what do you mean he saw him? When the Spirit saw Jesus, straightway, immediately, the Spirit tear him and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. He was frothing at the mouth. This one guy that was having a grand mal seizure, he was, he was in his bed, and he was, had his head turned, and you could see some froth coming out. But it wasn't, it wasn't any big deal. I mean, it was just a little bit. And you could hear his wife next to him. She was crying, and she was talking to him, come back, come back. Notice. Now that, what, what I just read out of Mark is important. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it, 
When, okay, what I just read out of Mark is important. You remember that because it's going to play a part here. And Jesus rebuked the, the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. So all of that was, was the, was the uh, fault of that demon that was in him. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cure it? Simple question, right? What's the deal? Why, why couldn't we do this? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Hold that thought in your mind. Look at Jesus. You can see him. He's standing there talking to them. And he said, because of your unbelief, your refusal to believe. Okay? Verse 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, he just told them, he just told them here in verse 20, because of your unbelief. For surely I say, say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Let's leave the mustard out, okay? If you have faith as a seed, you will say. Saying is the planting. Say to this mountain, move, move from here to there and it shall move and nothing will be impossible to you. Notice. Notice the potential of power here. This is what's at stake. Listen to me. This is what's at stake. And then he says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. You know, a lot of people have associated what he is saying with casting out this demon. That is a misconception. Watch. And, and there is a lot of this on YouTube right now. You can, you can find people telling you to fast and you can do this, and you can do that, and blah, blah. No, if, if you have to fast to be able to do something, that's works. You listening? That's not what trips God's trigger. Faith is what gets his attention. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. That's the answer, right? That was the answer to their question, period. Now, where is the action part here? The action, the, the action is the fact that the man brought the child and the disciples did not do anything. They did not do. They failed to act, but Jesus did. 
and got results. And Jesus rebuked the demon. That's an action because Jesus believed that when he rebuked the demon, the demon would go. Now, stay with me. Now, here's, here's another truth here in verse 19. The disciples came to the Lord privately. Why could we not cast it out? They ask a question. In other words, in, in, you know, in a more modern language, they said, why couldn't, couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we do it? I, I, want to, I want to demonstrate something to you, and I want you to do something for me. Don't laugh when we get down to a certain point, because you'll miss what's, what I'm trying to get across to you. Okay? Stay with me. <clears throat> I want to demonstrate to you, demonstrate something to you. I, I go to our doctor and I say, Dr. J, I'm, I, I'm having some real serious problems. My mind has given me some real challenges. I do not understand why I cannot get pregnant. Everybody else didn't clap, but you do. What's the deal? All right, all right, stop. I do not understand why I cannot get pregnant. Now, is that a stupid question for me as a male to ask my doctor? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because males cannot get pregnant. Amen. I don't care what, you know, they, the people that say, well, I was born uh, with a different gender than I'm supposed to have. And so they go under the knife. The, you, can, you can cut and paste and do whatever you want to do, but you're not going to have a child. It ain't going to work. A male cannot get pregnant. Now, here's the point. Listen, the very fact that the disciples asked Jesus why they could not cast the demon out means they could. They could have cast it out because, because if they could not cast it out, they would have known they could not because they, they ask a stupid question. How come I can't get pregnant? The very fact that they asked why they could not meant that they knew they could, but for some reason it didn't work this time. You got it? If they knew they could do it, they would have known that it was because they did not have the ability or the authority. But they had the authority. Matthew 10.1, Luke 9.1, Jesus Christ, the head of the church, personally gave it to them. He had been demonstrating it to them when he was going to have meetings other places. He showed them. And then he turns around and he wants to multiply his, 
his impact. He wants more people out going out. Matthew 10.1, and when, they, when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. It's the word exousia, authority. Over unclean spirits to cast them out. <clears throat> now notice, over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. Now remember that phrasing, Luke 9.1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all, all demons and to cure diseases. If you'll take a New Testament or your Bible and you'll grab a hold of Matthew 9, 1 and Luke 9 and flip back and forth, one place it says all demons and the other scripture says all diseases. They're both saying the same things. They just kind of, you know, okay? But here, they asked Jesus, why could we not do it? And he looked at them and said, boys, it's because of your unbelief. Now, what's he, what's he, what's going on here? When they brought the child to Jesus, he went into a convulsion and began foaming at the mouth. Okay? Jesus, very cool, nonchalantly, turns to the father and says, how long has this been going on? And the father says, since he was a child. This has been going on. Now, I want to submit to you, the demons wanted to intimidate the disciples and produced fear in them when they brought this child to them. That child went into a convulsion in front of them. And, and if you ever see uh, somebody have a convulsion, it is not a pretty thing. When, when they, they, they're, they're frothing at the mouth and they're in a convulsion, and they're, they're, the disciples have been, they have heard Jesus say, I give you authority. And now they're standing looking. Which is going to take preeminence? You're looking or what he said? It's easy to say that now. But when you're, when you're standing there and the child is going through a grand mal seizure... That demons got him in a convulsion. And you, you see the father. I mean, he's just ripping his heart out. And this poor child is down there. As I, as I watched this man in the bed doing, having a grand mal seizure, the thought came to me, how horrible. This is going on in his body, and he cannot control it. He does not know when it's going to end or if it's going to end. And all of this is going on. And this is happening right in front of you in this child. 
Now, what is going to have a greater impact in you? The Word of God or what you're seeing? The circumstances that you're confronting? That child, what that demon did in front of them, they thought, I can't cast that out. I, I can't do this. And Jesus said, they asked him, what's the deal? How come we couldn't do it? And he looked them in the face and said, because of your unbelieving my word to you. He gave them, he gave them authority, divine authority to deal with these things and sent them out to go everywhere. Heal the sick, cast out demons. He didn't say go heal the sick and when you run up against the demon, just turn your back and slither away. No, he said, cast it out. Now, he gave them a word. They saw that thing happening right in, the, in front of their face. And a, and a sense of fear came upon them. I can't cast that out. That's the unbelief. You have authority. I'm talking to you. You have authority. You've been given the use of the name. Jesus himself said it. But if you're in fear, listen real close. If you're in fear, you're not going to get results. It won't work. That's why I keep telling you, I, I know you get tired of it, but I'm not tired of it yet. And I'm going to keep on saying it. You need to know who you are. If you don't renew your mind to who you are, the devil will hoodwink you every time and cause fear. But when you get, when you get this inside, I'm a, I'm a child of the Most High. He's given me his name. He's given me authority. So if I sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven, that's what it says in Ephesians 2. If I'm sitting right there at the place of authority, who do you think you are coming up and trying to get me into fear? like an old cur dog slither up to you and, you know, kind of growl at you. Give him a good kick in the teeth. And... But see, this is something you have to take hold of. I mean, you need to take hold of it and don't let it intimidate you. You intimidate it. Know who you are. You are a child of God. Amen. 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 I'm not saying fear won't come. Yeah, it'll come. But what are you going to do with it?
Anyway, let me go. But fear and faith don't work together. You've got to, you may have fear. I mean, the, the sense of fear may come. I, I heard Brother Copeland say this one time. He, he raised a man from the dead, and he said, you know, and I've only heard him say it once. He said, you know, uh, when you try to tackle death, there is a sense of fear that will come on you. These spirits work together. He said, that sense of fear will come on you. It's just unbelievable, but you have to put it under your feet and speak the name. Moving right along. Verse 20, then Jesus said, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Fasting does not, I'll say it again, fasting does not cast out demons. When Jesus sent them out, he sent them out with authority over. Now think about this. It says over in uh, 2 Timothy 1, uh, 6 or 7, God did not give us a spirit of fear. So if, if a sense of fear comes, listen, if that sense of fear comes, that doesn't mean you have it. It means it's coming trying to get in. Deal with it. Deal with it right then. Yeah. Don't let it stay around. Deal with it. Yeah. Said no. In the name of Jesus, you foul demon, you will not stay here. You have no right to me. I'm a child of God. Get out of here. Amen. Fasting does not cast out demons. When Jesus sent them out, he sent them out with authority. You know, here in, in, Matt, in Luke 9, 1, he said, and he called his 12, 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He doesn't say a word about fasting. Do you ever notice there's only one place Jesus ever fasted? I'm not saying fasting is wrong. Probably every one of us would, would do good to fast a, a week, a day a week. Boy, he got quiet on that. <laughs> I could use it. No, it's not the same as a diet. You're spending time in the Word. You're spending time in the Lord's presence in prayer. Now, could it be he was talking about the unbelief they experienced when that boy was brought before them? The demon began to manifest in that boy before the disciples, and the manifestation 
of that demon caused them to doubt that they could even cast it out. Verse, verse 20. Because of your unbelief, or, or surely I say to you, he goes, and he comes on down to the bottom and it says, and nothing shall be impossible to you. However, now can you cut me some slack here? Thank you, brother. What about the rest of you? However, this kind of unbelief does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Just stick that in there, and that's, that's what he's talking about. Demons are cast out with the name. There's places in the scripture that says that, that he cast the spirits out with his word, not with fasting. Now, one thing for sure, Jesus' Jesus's answer to the disciples about this question is consistent with Bible principle when he said, because of your unbelief, meaning your failure to act in faith. They already had the authority, they just needed to act. You know, I've had, had dogs that uh, I say, sit. They just stand there and look at me. I said, sit. Sit! Now, who's, who's got more authority, me or the dog? You know, when you speak to a demon, if he just doesn't, you know, that don't mean you quit. Don't mean. That doesn't mean you quit. You're, you're the one in charge. You stay at, after it. When you use that name, they have to. They have no choice. Here's, here's another thought. Even when you have authority, you have the authority of God. I mean, it says in, in uh, Matthew, I think it's verse 18 of the, of the 28th chapter, Jesus comes back and says, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. And then he says, go. In other words, there was a transfer right then to the church, to the believer. You already have it, but you know, if you don't exercise it, it's not going to produce results. It's all stand. Um, before we before we go, I want to ask a question. I was I was uh, praying this morning, and and um, the Bible says you were bought with a price. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Blood of Jesus bought bought our liberty. And I was I was. 
saying something to the Lord about, um, you know, what do you want done today? What do you want to do? And, uh, you know, sometimes he may ask you to do things that you, your flesh, may not really like. You know, Lord, I'm, that's embarrassing. I don't want to do that. Well, who's, who's Lord? So, um, urinary tract infection. Does that apply to anybody? Anybody else? You know, you say, well, I'm embarrassed. I don't want to go up there for that. Well, you want help or don't you? Jesus wants to, to show himself, show his love to you. That apply to anybody else. Well, what's going to happen here? Get over it. That's right. You're going to get over it? God's going to take it away from you. Okay, then let's... let's... Well, I'm not going to get over it. But that, that means he's going to get said. over it. In other words, yeah. He wants to be I heard her say, I'm going to get over it. Well, not going to have it. The Lord's going to heal right. you. That's what say what you mean. The Lord's going to take it away from you. All right. All right, you ready? Why don't you all stretch your arm out here and believe with us. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for that healing flow courses through this body now, yes. affecting a complete healing. This is not going to come back again. No. In the name of Jesus. If, you know, I, I had a word for one particular kind of infection. Now Lydia's saying any kind of infection. Anybody have, have that problem in your body? Any kind.
Hector, what's going on? A what? Sinus infections. Just this here? Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak to this infection. You have no right in the child of God. I rebuke you and I command you to leave him now. No more infection. This ear opens and it hears perfectly in the name of Jesus. Keep knocking it over. Put your foot right here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this infection in his foot, in his body. I curse this infection. I command you to cease to exist in this body now we release the healing virtues of Christ in the name in the name of Jesus Okay, Richard. Take take your shoes off. Are you ready for it? I'm excited. That's okay. Just slip them off. How do you slip your foot out? speak to this foreign invader you have no right in a child of God and I command you to die and cease to exist from this moment forth nowhere in his legs his feet nowhere in his body I curse you and command you to die in the name of Jesus
Thank you for your service to our country. Where'd your shoes go? Oh. Don't wipe past that. notice one one little thing I was obedient to give that one thing and it opened up to more than what I expected but it just takes a being obedient Amen. well father we bless you we give glory to you Lord for what you've done here yes we thank you for the healing virtues, yes. the healing power that has flown yes. into these bodies Jesus, that's healer. working. It yes. is working. Yes. It is working yes. now in their bodies. And we give glory to you for this. In Jesus' precious name.
Amen. Amen. Well, turn and greet someone around you. You never know. They might be your neighbor in heaven.